You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello, and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I should have done this a different way, but it's too late now. We've uh, committed. Yep. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Oh, happy Monday. Mm. Or, I, mm. or I guess whatever day you listen to it on. It's typically. I feel like the feedback I get is Monday. Monday when seems it releases. Yeah, to be so. the thing that I, yeah. I see or hear. <laughs> But you, we've got a few stragglers, and that's fine. You listen right. to it whenever it's convenient for you. So the, the 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 nice thing about a recorded medium yeah. is come back to it when you've got the time. Like I have certain ones that I try to listen to regularly on Monday, and they're, they're part of my routine. But on occasion, there are others that I like. For example, <clears throat> shameless plug. Uh, podcasters assemble. Yes, I see they're ramping up for the. They're they're starting or they're kicking off their Batman, mm-hmm. uh, rewatch, and you know yours truly tossed his hat in the ring. I thought about it. I should have. It was... I went to see the Batman actually this 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 last weekend. Well, I went and saw the new you. one, so I was like, you know what? I actually I could, yeah, because the rest of them are probably easy enough to find. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> HBO Max, that's where you go. Yep. So, and this is not shameless, more shameless plugs, but we're not getting paid. I wish, uh, but no, it's still a fun podcast that you should listen to, regardless of if either of us are on it. Yeah, they do good work over there. They usually drop. Uh, episodes around Thursday, Friday, and mm-hmm. typically when they drop, I'm I'm all over it. I like listening to everybody. I love we've we've mentioned on this podcast numerous times. Mm-hmm. I just love the concept. I love the people who contribute. I love the differing opinions that you hear and mm-hmm. the way they're juxtaposed next to one another. Editors, whether it be Eric or I hear Zach has been doing some editing. Oh, hey. Yeah. All right. So whoever's whoever's editing, you can remain anonymous. You're all doing great work over there. It doesn't matter. But Very good. Yeah. Yes. Today or Friday, Thursday or Friday, they released the Batman 89, Tim Burton's Batman mm-hmm. episode, which unfortunately I have not listened to. I have been quite busy with other things, but I will get to it. Promise. I do want to listen yes. to it. Uh and then, of course, they're going through all the original Batman. Mm-hmm. Then I think... Are they going to do the entire thing? Because that's that's quite a lot of Batman. It's a lot. Uh, they're doing the first four, like from the original 80s and 90s. They're okay. tossing in a bonus for Mask of the Phantasm, which I have not recorded anything for yet. Even though That's the, car- the animated one, yes. right? Yes. And okay. it was something I wanted to throw in. I just don't know if I'm going to have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... The three Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan, 
okay. movies and then the Batman. So I'm trying to catch up. Uh, so we are skipping some. Yes. Yes. We're just okay. Kind of uh, that's what I was wondering because you're like at least two to three on every Batman yeah. entry. We're, we're not <laughs> doing so far. the uh, DC uh, EU Affleck, Aff, Batfleck. So they're skipping Batfleck? Yeah. That's what you're saying. Because, you know... Well, it wasn't a standalone, I guess, right? Like yeah. their own, so maybe that's fair. Yeah. You know. But there's a lot uh, of movies. There is a lot. I was actually we were we were discussing that after watching the, the the last one about how many that I could remember since I've been alive. Mm. Granted I'm not including T V shows or anything like that. And my God. Yeah. There's been a lot. There's a lot I mean of you got Michael Keaton. He had two, mm-hmm. right? Uh and then Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. who was three? He was just the third movie. He only okay. did one. Gotcha. Same with uh, the one I just pretend doesn't exist with Clooney. Mm-hmm. Sorry, buddy, but I just pretend that entry never happened for all of our sake. Hey, he's he's a fantastic <laughs> actor. I love he's him. He's admitted it even. Yeah, I, I love him in anything I watch sure. him in, but he's no Batman. He's just not a good movie. He was, well, it wasn't and, a good movie. Oh, no, the, the movie was terrible. <laughs> And that's a precursor. If you're going to hear my take on Batman and Robin, you know what I'm going to say. It's terrible. Sure, sure. Uh, so, yeah. And then we, well, we just mentioned Bale and mm. then Bat, Batfleck. Batfleck. <laughs> that I've heard people call him. And then now Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And look, so, I don't want to overplay my hand. And I imagine hand. there's going to be more of these, too. Sure. Like, I don't want to overplay my hand for Podcasters Assemble if you happen to listen to this show and that show and wonder what mm-hmm. I'm going to say when the time comes. But... I got to see it, too, and let me tell you, I've got some thoughts. I'll just say... Did you see the new one? Oh, yeah. We'll have to chat. We'll I, have to I chat saw then. it uh, Tuesday. Oh. So I got to see it early. Oh, wow. I didn't even think it came out till Thursday. I didn't. That was This was a special event. Everybody's like, how did you get Ooh. to see it? I'm not yeah. part of the press or anything. I just, I got an email. I'm like, hey, they're doing a fan event. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah. All yeah, right, I'm there going. You go. All right, I got to see it on a sure. big IMAX screen. Only problem is, is that I had wasn't the best seats. Like I'm not gonna say they were yeah. bad, but they were kind of up in those first couple of rows. So you're like right there in the screen. Is, I was too, but off to the right. So I had to like constantly. Yeah, I was kind. Of, yeah, I was kind of on the the right myself. So I kind of, you know, just edged over just just ever so slightly yeah. to kind of get a better look. Yeah. But it. Still, and it's long, so cricket my neck like that for very long was. Um, mm-hmm. I can't blame the movie for it, no. but it wasn't the best experience. <laughs> it's understandable, but I mean, no, the movie movie was solid in my opinion. I'll just say that, and I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. And it's funny we're talking about Batman because people, if you've seen the logo and everything, you know what you're in for later. Ooh, yeah. look at us just making everything full circle. Yeah, it's amazing. See, I didn't plan this. But right. It just happened. This is natural We're conversation. We're just so good. Yeah. We're just so good. But yeah, go check out tuned. Go check out the uh podcaster symbol guys and always. I just, recommend it regardless of what movie they're doing. It's a good time. And they also did a bonus uh podcasters disassembled chatting about the Adam West Burt Ward uh Batman movie they did. Okay. But, you know, and I think that that was actually before the series. It was either before or during the series that they did this See, movie. I'm not as remember. I'm not well read on the history of it, so I'm not sure what. I know there was a series in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the iterations before that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna know. See, that's what I should have done. <laughs> I should have come in like Adam West, and doing hello, citizens. I'm your host, Adam West, and this is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Maybe, well, that should have been your podcasters assemble. Adam there you West. go. To keep it the. I should have done this. Damn it. Uh, Stephen West. <laughs> or Stephen West. There you go. Stephen West. I'm Stephen West. Adam West's <laughs> nephew. That's what it is. Damn it. I should have thought about this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> redo. Yep. Request a redo. So, uh, two things I want to talk about real quick before we jump into our normal shtick. Uh,. Mm. Also, not sponsored material, but all both happen to be on the same platform. Stuff I watched this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you happen to see the... Uh, I'm going to start here. The Lucy and Desi documentary on Amazon. I've seen it advertised and really didn't have any interest in okay. watching it. Fair enough. So, no. Okay. I'm aware of it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to go into great details about it or anything like that, but I know that there was that movie, Being with the Ricardos, that came on there, and mm-hmm. I, I've heard mixed things, and I guess it really just depends on whether or not you like Aaron Sorkin or not, because okay. some people are just like, this is pretentious, this is garbage, this is it makes no sense, and other people are like, oh my God, it's so good. And it's well, because you didn't get it. Yeah, and you know? so I'm assuming that's what it is. I personally wanted to see it until the reviews started coming out and now i'm just like eh. uh so when this appeared you know like mm. a full documentary about you know their beginnings to their end i was like well this is what i want to see you know this is the real story not some fictionalized account or you know taking liberties that, that we know of yeah i'm not too certain i 100 percent believe most of these that are coming out you got to make it interesting well this this is a genuine documentary they speak to his children uh or their oh, children okay. they speak to people that knew him um just i mean it, like as documentaries do mm-hmm. and uh directed by amy poehler which i thought was uh like i didn't nice. expect yeah. that you know you don't see a name directed by yeah like yeah. a name like that behind a documentary it's always some person you don't know no offense to documentary filmmakers but it's usually you know a lesser name and i saw her name pop up and i was like oh okay cool nice um it was it was very interesting to hear because i've always heard you know the stories about the two you know that they got in a divorce and they were they hated each other stuff like that but Mm -hmm. the the movie or documentary i'm sorry uh paints a very different picture and it's Kind of tugs which at, tugs doesn't your, surprise me. Yeah. You know, our media has always been kind of garbo with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, I mean, it kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. I didn't weep or anything like that, but it was just like that was beautiful. You know, like I wish. Oh God, I hit something. Uh, I wish that I could, or I wish for. That's what I, I guess I should. I wish for that kind of long-lasting love for someone sure. you know what i mean and uh take that as a spoiler don't i don't care but it was just it was a nice beautiful sentiment uh the mm-hmm. way it was all painted out so if you're a fan i'm sure. i'm i won't say that i'm like a gigantic huge oh my god i love lucy so right. bad but i do have like the first season on blu-ray because it was a nice deal mm-hmm. and i was like i you know get a laugh out of lucy and you know i love lucy it's a good show 
Yeah. But, you know, I don't have them all because they don't make them all available. So I'm not that much of a collector, but, you know, I saw mm-hmm. a deal and I jumped at it. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, I would recommend it. Uh, secondly, and this one I highly recommend if you're a big fan of The Boys. If you oh, yeah. Dia- I think I know what you're going to say and I need to dive in. Diabolical? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a, again, if you think this is going to be a lot, it's not. We're talking 15-minute tops shorts, okay? okay? Animated within the world of the boys. Each episode has its own unique style, and that's what makes it just refreshing every time because you're not seeing the same animation style. You're not seeing the same type of story every time. It's just something unique and i honestly wonder like i don't want i don't want these characters to be specifically planted in the show but i think it would be a really neat thing if you saw references to some of these characters in the actual show like you mm-hmm. maybe you see a newspaper clipping or you see like a, a you know something happening off on the television in the background and you're like oh that's uh the thing from the animated series, so it ties in some way, but it's not necessarily, you know, blatantly like, oh, that's the character from the thing. Just mm-hmm. for eagle-eyed viewers, you'd be like, ah, oh, I see what they're referencing here, something like that. Yeah. But I personally found it to be just a, a, a nice breezy trip through all of this. Yeah. Because it's a fun little romp for a bit. Yeah, yeah. like the very the first two episodes. Um, I would have to say the first episode reminded me. Do you remember the Animaniacs? Um, what was it? Buttons and Mindy, the baby and the dog. Yes. That's essentially what it felt like. Granted, it okay. wasn't a dog and a baby, but it was a dog. It was a baby and a doctor. And the, okay. the baby has superpowers, and she's just tromping along the city. And the doctor's like, ah, chasing her down, trying to do everything he can to to save her and keep mm-hmm. her safe. That's essentially what the short is. They even okay. use the sound effects and the music sound like this could have been straight out of Animaniacs. Like that's oh, how right. it feels. Okay. Uh, the second episode, if you're if you've ever watched Rick and Morty or even Solar Opposites, the animation style, you can tell what it is. Okay. Um, there's two that kind of have this anime style, like uh, one kind of more the hard edged anime style, the other more the cutesy. You know, sure. thing. Ew-woo. Yeah, and kind of stuff. Yeah. the cutesier one, that had, was actually written and starred Aquafina, and it derails, <laughs> and, like, you don't know where it's going initially, mm-hmm. and then it just starts to lean a certain way, and you're like, what are we doing? And then by the end, you're just Why like... Why is it changing? Yeah, you just, you just throw up your hands and be like, yeah, I guess this is what this is now. Fuck it. <laughs> Like you have to do with most stuff, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Just suspend all disbelief. So she, she she took it in a very interesting direction. I'll just say okay. that. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll have to I'll have to get on that at some point today. Yeah, I would recommend again, they're they're fifteen minute shorts at most. Mm-hmm. It's breezy. You'll get through it in two hours, if that. So okay. I would definitely recommend it if you got some time to kill or you just wanna like a little something here, a little something there. Right. You know, and you you might like one more than you like another, which is understandable. Maybe because I felt like toward the end I drifted off a little bit like the last episode. Mm-hmm. Not to shit on it or anything. I was in and out. 
You know, it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I see what you're doing. Like, maybe you needed to break it up a little. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But I also feel like that I think I was more interested in what they were doing uh, in the other episodes versus what they were doing with that one. Like you were more interested in that story? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, well, all right. I don't want to... No spoilers, but the the last episode really seemed to focus more on Homelander and, and other characters uh, like okay. that we're familiar with. And I guess that's what kind of took me out of it because it was like, like oh well I I kind of know yeah, this story yeah, so like, yeah why are we focused on this character that we see on the television you know the show I want to see all these side stories those are more interesting to me because we don't explore those so I think that might have had something to do with it that's fair but I mean uh, still Anthony Starr I think is his name the guy that does, plays Homelander he's doing the voice for any and every appearance you see him in. <laughs> Little 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 side gossip. Didn't he just get in like some trouble for some Ooh, brawl or no, something? I didn't hear that. Yeah, what the actor. Like it sounded very homelandery, and I was like, oof. Ooh. I you know I don't want to like spread a whole lot of rumors because I I don't I didn't dive in mm-hmm. that rough, but like there there was some like assault charges brought up for something. I think. <laughs> Who knows? It was probably just another one. Yeah, here we go. Sorry, I kind of had to look it up. I'm glad you did. So it was a pub brawl. Okay. So it, it could have been well, he's a, anything with people drinking and who knows. Eh, but, I mean, it's yeah. it happens. It I guess so. I, guess, I yeah. mean, hey, look at what's his name? The guy that uh, uh, I'm thinking of names. Uh, shit. I see him. Ezra Miller. The guy plays the Flash. And uh-huh. uh, he's in that Fantastic Beast movie. Yes. He didn't he slap a woman, and oh, he's geez. still got a job after all I this time. Know. I feel like I he know. did. That could be. That could be. I'm really bad at following like celebrities' IRL lives because mm-hmm. I don't usually care. But um, I'm just maybe. Saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know it sounds he, like something that would happen in Hollywood. He did know? something. It was caught on camera and. He still has a job. Uh, so, uh, you know, just just be aware, you know, maybe it, different things happen or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like now I'm reading it and it doesn't seem like he was in the right at all. Very, very drunk. Anyway, we're not a celebrity gossip thing, but, uh, but we can be. <laughs> we could be. <laughs> Welcome to Super Mega Crash Celebrity Gossip. Right? We're going to dish. be like even the least amount I would know even even less there. We don't have to I know. I just don't care about We don't life. have to know anything. We, we just, just need to up. gossip about. That's true. Girl, let me tell you what I heard. What did you hear? Did you hear about Robert Pattinson? <gasps> what about him? He played the Batman. How? He's not the Batman. He now. is not the Batman. He He's is that boy from Twilight. Yes, he's he cannot be Batman. No, that's I, all he's allowed to play. What do you mean they made him Batman? I, I don't know. I don't. It, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. Batman is, of course, much more prestigious than a vampire. Right. Right. So yes, I mean, if 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 what we're hearing is true, and he actually gets to play the Batman, then I, I mean, the whole world's upside down. I just no don't understand. Like it. I just we don't understand. Just trash it now. We should just go to Rotten Tomatoes and just trash it now. Review it's bomb. It's not going to be good. We've got to review bomb it. It's to save the other people. Right, right. So all of our listeners, you need to go with us right now to Rotten Tomatoes, and we're going to review bomb the Batman because Robert 
Pattinson is the Batman, and I, I ain't going to stand audacity, for it. The I, audacity. The hiring audacity of an actor to play something else. I just, I don't. It's just not right. I don't it's like not right. it. Oh what is this world coming to? Anyway. Yes. And scene. But, uh, yeah. What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Let's see. I played, uh, I did get around to Cat Burglar. Ah, there was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did play that. I don't think I've done all of the stuff, if I'm to believe the bar. Yeah, You know yeah. how it shows you how much you've uh, watched of a movie. Uh, but cute. Yeah. But cute. Yeah. I, I mean, I had fun with it for about an, maybe an hour. I didn't press on, you know, to really want to see everything. But right. yeah, it's a cute little romp with a cartoon exactly like you said felt like i was just back in the day watching my saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. and it was cute yeah so i mean a one time through it was fun entertained me that's kind of how i felt about it too it was like one time I'm good. maybe yeah if, if i get the need or i want to show somebody i might go back for a second but for for mm-hmm. me personally i'm just like that was fine yeah, i'm good. good yeah they, well, the hubs and i did it together so i think we're just we're fine this household is full up on cat burglar <laughs> April 1st, I think, was what I remember reading. They're putting out another one, Trivia Quest, which is mm-hmm. based off I actually of- had that down here. We can we can, we can chat about it. But yeah, it's this uh, Trivia Quest um, every day throughout the month of April. Mm-hmm. It'll be uh, like a new trivia huh. thing oh, that you can that. do. And they did um, say it's not a joke. Obviously. In the article, they wanted to make sure since it was releasing on April 1st, like no no JKs here. We're, we're legit doing this. Kind of kind of like the uh, the moving of the movie Morbius, which is getting an April 1st. And everybody's like, bullshit. What are you talking about? Right. We don't believe it. like, y'all moved this movie five times already. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, well, you can't mess with us anymore. But yeah, Trivia Quest. Uh, narrative interactive experience. And basically, you just keep moving the story along by answering the questions. Huh. So I'm sure I'll give it a shot just to yeah. see what they do and put together on it. Um, now that's based but... off of the uh, Trivia Crack game, right? I believe so. Yeah. So Trivia Quest. Let's see here. What did I write down? Oh, it, 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 you get to play uh, <laughs> Willie, who vows to save the hostages of Trivia Land captured by knowledge-hungry villain named Evil Rocky. They really went all out for those names, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't. Yeah, a new episode. Yeah, every day throughout April with thirty episodes in total, and each episode will have twenty-four trivia questions in multiple uh, choice style. Mm. So you can replay the quizzes, rack up points if you want, okay, or, good. or or roll the dice on how smart you thought you were the first time around. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I played Cat Burglar. Um, one I can't chat about right now, but okay. I'll tell you later. Okay. After the pod. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that to you, siblings. Mm-hmm. You'll just have to wait. Um, and then, uh, of course, I dabbled some more in, in, in RimWorld. And, uh, As you would. Yeah, and I got sucked into one dub thing. I was watching Markiplier <laughs> played this game called The Test. And uh, it was just a uh, trivia game, kind of. It's just asking you questions more deeply about yourself. We're going to discover things about you that even you don't know that you know about yourself. You know, it's one of those. And so it's just yes or no questions that I'll ask you. And I saw it was $1.50 on Steam. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot. So I did not finish his whole video so I could go and check that out to see and then finished his video to see if there really was any difference. If you asked and how you answered the questions, if anything really came out, um, it was fine. Hmm. I don't know what it's leading up to. It took me like 20 minutes and it said, you know, you get a, a, a secret word at the end that you're supposed to put in the comments and, you know, oh, but it's going to be really cool later. Mm. Just trust us, you know. But then when I looked at the time, like, it came out two years ago. So he just played it this in the, February, so very recently. What what are we leading up to? I don't know. I feel like that's been a few years now before Markiplier got a hold of it, mm. which, by the way, did help because when I went to their store page – their update announcement was thanking him, you know, for playing the game and getting a lot of eyes on it. And, you know, I'm sure sold more copies. Same same thing that happened to me. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, hey, all right, buck 50. Sure. This seems like fine. Mm. Uh, but it was only like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to get my money back. I'm not that person. But I have a feeling probably that Rush markiplier maybe gave them they probably got a lot of refunds back when i realized it was only 20 minutes now granted the way they were saying maybe you're going to get the rest of it later but with two years they did say thank you so there are around so i don't know i don't know what's going to continue with this right the test was the name of it it was only about 20 minutes long tried to be creepy if I told you I've been watching you this whole time, would you believe me? Kind of stuff. And I'm like, no. I'm just like, nah. No, I don't believe you because I know I'm home alone. You know? Um, but hey, if you wanna if you wanna spend twenty minutes at a dollar fifty for something that may happen later, there you go. You could do like I did and get sucked in. Okay. He does find some indie games sometimes that it that I've gone and bought because of it. So good job. Yeah. Good job. You showed me just enough of that would got me interested. And then, unfortunately, I quit viewing your art to go, <laughs> to go play theirs. Um, everyone's winning, I think. He's fine. Yeah. Um, and then that is probably about it. What'd you play? Well, did you get around to anything? Just Horizon, as usual. Just Horizon? Yeah, okay. I did get I've been some... hearing great things, man. People are loving it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm uh, personally... In my exploratory phase, where check them all out, where yeah, because the map is so huge, you know, which mm. is that thing that I always get sucked into these damn open worlds and yeah. whatnot. Gets you. Um, I felt like I was doing really good, and then last night I got ambushed, and oh my god, I'm starting to rethink where I'm at in the game, or I need to start reconsidering. Uh, my approach to things because up to this point I felt like I'm doing pretty good you know I you know I've had a few ups and downs and whatnot in the game mm-hmm. but this sh- like shifted my perspective like if I thought anything I had met or seen before was bad oh no no the game threw everything at me and was like nah we're gonna we're gonna challenge you I survived okay okay I survived. Yeah. Barely. I don't even know how I survived. I think it was just because I was stocked to the nines and was able to continue to heal myself, uh-huh. plan ahead, and try to get out of... Because you got good. So what Isn't I, that what they say? Yeah, yeah. So what happened is I am in this jungle area of the Forbidden West, mm-hmm. and I've been finding new things, and I'm like, All right, you know, I like to explore when there's an area of the map that I haven't seen. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Now, I was on my way to a camp or something like that that I had marked on my map. And as I was walking by, another thing that you do in this game is you have to upgrade your gear or your weapons. And you have to have certain parts to do that. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I've been kind of like, well, I might upgrade it later. I'll get it naturally. And then sometimes I'll actually remember what I need. And then mm-hmm. if I see something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go find that. Or I'll just kind of keep a watchful eye. Mm-hmm. Like owl feather, feathers is something that I've, I've needed. And you don't see owls very often, except in certain areas. So if I spot mm-hmm. an owl, I'm like, pow, pow. And I'm just <laughs> killing owls left and right. I just love the idea. You don't see them very often. Yeah. So what I do, I kill them. I kill them. <laughs> so I've been killing owls. But, yeah. no, I was walking by this one area, and there's this new machine that I do not think was in the last game that appeared uh, in the jungles, and it was called a clamber jaw. Okay? And okay. they to me, they seem like um, monkeys. Like giant okay. monkeys. And I looked off to the distance as I was walking through this path at night, and I, I noticed there was one or two by a creek. And I thought, huh, eh, I, I'll go down there and I'll, I'll you know, I'll take them, take them out and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get what I need. No problem. Just a stop, right. a little pit stop and I'll be back on my way. Yeah, it's a little errand. I walked down there, sneak right up and look. And not only were there two fire clamber jaws, but two acid claw striders. Now, I was like, all right, well, that... Kind of puts a little, uh, little wrinkle in it, but might be a little longer than you thought. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So I'm, I, I kind of assess the situation, set up a few traps. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take these guys down because I've learned one of the best tricks that I have up my sleeve are my traps, not just uh, rope caster traps, but like these traps you can set in the ground to where they're gonna walk." Mm-hmm. I've got these really powerful ones, and nine times out of ten, if they get hit, they're either going to be dead or damn near. So, I know how to to utilize my traps very, very carefully. So, I set a trap, set a trap, set a trap, and I'm like, all right, I got you, sons of bitches. Let's go! Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't happen exactly as I planned, because um, someone hit a trap. It knocked me back, which then in turn... Got me noticed, and then everybody came at me. But, as I mentioned, four machines at the time, I figured, okay, I'll take this one out and that one out because they're halfway dead because at least one or two did get hit by the traps. Something happened with the trap. But not only uh, were there those four machines, but then the clamber jaws seemed to bring in more of Uh. their type. Because it seemed like they were multiplying at one point, where they were just continually showing up. And I'm like, why are there more? I know I killed at least five of you, and there are still five of you. Then, a stalker, which is this uh, predator-type machine that can cloak mm-hmm. itself and shoot you know, things that you creeps in unannounced. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just nonstop. I was getting hit firebombed, acid, shot at. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I, I lost so much of my health potions, my mm-hmm. herbs, and I kept trying 
Hey, it might be that one time where hoarding all of that actually was beneficial. And Sometimes you find you hoard it all and then you beat the game. And, well, why didn't I even bother to use any of this stuff? Yeah. But there you go. It was just, it was insanity. I made it. I did not die. I came very, go. very close. At least. Live to tell the tale. Two times. But I was just like, what is going on? What happened? What did I do? Because it was just, just gave them enough time to, to to make their war cry to their to their fellow they did machines like I as soon as I got out of that area I collected every single piece of scrap I could and I got out and I said I'm never coming back right because this no, you was, definitely take everything you can yeah it was insane I don't I honestly hope that I never come across a situation like that again it was intense well, just back up slowly when you do don't set traps just be like you know what I've been here before. Well, it's trying to understand certain machines, um, their patterns. The clamber jaw was something new because uh-huh. they hop around and then they can shoot. Like I said, the, the bombs, they shoot big fire bombs up in the air and they just catapult down on top of you and it's just nonstop. And if you get caught in it, it's just, yes. it's hard to get away. And I was like, oh God, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, it was insane. And then I also encountered, and this wasn't out in the wild per se, but this is just another one of those moments where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because I don't, this is one of those challenges, like I don't mind challenges, but this is mm-hmm. one that I, I guess I don't quite understand well enough to know how to do. There are the uh, hunting grounds. I don't know if you remember those from the last game. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like... Um, People from a village will say, hey, here's three challenges we need you to do. However fast you do it or however well you do it, we'll give you marks and then you can get rewards for doing it. Mm-hmm. And the first two, I think I've only done two so far. I mean, I won't say they were like super easy. Like I just did them like that. I was like, yeah, I'm great. But I would understand what they were trying to get me to do. And I would try to do it as fast as I could so I could try to get within the time frame. Sometimes I'd mess up. Sometimes something would see me because I'm trying to be stealthy. But mm-hmm. I would—I eventually got it. I was like, all right, I just need to take a, a step back, look at it, observe it, and then see what I can do differently to make this happen. Easy enough, okay? Sure. Once you realize what you're doing wrong and how you can kind of correct that. This new hunting ground I came across features something called a terror tusk. I think that's right. And it's a giant damn elephant. Okay, or a mammoth, okay. whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. I've never encountered one of these out in the wild. So I was like, okay, you've got uh, some of those. Now, that's not the only thing in this hunting ground, but they've got a few claw striders, which are like little dinosaur uh, raptor types stomping mm-hmm. around. And I looked at his challenges. One was like you have to mount a claw rider and kill two other machines. I was like, okay, uh, my... Might not be the easiest, but I said, I understand that well enough that it'll be uh, doable in a way. Then the other one was uh, you have to rip off or shoot off weapons from the terror tusk because they have guns and stuff like that. They'll shoot at you. So you have to tear them off with your weapons. Okay, doable. Okay. Then you have to get them and shoot the other... Or kill the other machines with those weapons. First time I did that, I got trampled by this big freaking elephant. 
And it doesn't... Well, it seems like chaos. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was chaos. <laughs> because I didn't understand... I didn't know how this thing would fight. Like, I have fought big machines like this before. Like, the Thunderjaw. It's a gigantic terror machine. Mm-hmm. This thing tramples you, shoots out fire, and it's... Oh, my God, I, I mean, out in the wild, sure. I think I would have been able to handle this, but the fact mm-hmm. that they're trying to give me directions on things I have to do, well, then I, I don't know. And this right. thing is, like, loaded to the nines. It's got plasma uh, guns. It's got missile launchers off to its side. Those piss me off because every time you try to get around him, suddenly, and you're getting shot from the side with missiles, and it's like, you son of a bitch. So you gotta tear those off yeah you gotta get this off you gotta get that off so that was difficult but it only took me two times before i got it i was like all right what do i need to do at first it was just like i jumped down there shot a few things and it just it was i got its attention too damn early you know Mm. and hadn't shot anything off this the second time i went down there i had ammo specifically designed for tearing armor weapons and shit off and I just unloaded on every little gun and piece that I could find until it, all of its pieces were scattered. So I lured it away from said guns, picked up the guns, bam, 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 bam. And it was, you know, got the got the top marks. So sure. Easy. Nice. I just had to rethink it. The, mm-hmm. the one I can't do, there's one more I've got to finish and I will have the entire thing done. I have to shock the elephant okay i have to put it in a shock state where it just can't move and drops to the ground then remove its tusks okay okay seems simple enough problem is the terror tusk is resistant to electricity so they say what you can do is you hit it with purge water which will then take away its resistance to the electricity and then shoot it with electric ammo. Okay. I did that. I did it. So much. No. No, didn't work. It was just uh. like, eh. It kept stomping around, smashing me into walls and, and into the ground, and I I just said, fuck it. I, right? I, I don't know what I'm... I, I'm doing what you told me to do. Right. And it's not working. The damn thing is not going down. So I don't know if I've, I've missed something, if there's a certain area on the body I need to be hitting. But again... Oh, maybe. If that's the case, in a situation like this, where this thing is coming at you at high speeds, a gigantic boulder, mm-hmm. you don't have time to really aim. No. You know? I don't have time. I don't... kind of got to just make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. One time, I actually got it to fall. and But it was, like, far gone from... Like top marks, but I couldn't oh. see its tusks, like they were buried into the ground. I was like, "This is just oh, this is ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I don't know what to do at this point anymore." <laughs> so the hell with this, the hell with that. Sounds like you put in way more effort than I would have. So congratulations. Yeah, it was a little late, and at that point, I was like, "I ain't got time for this." I say, like, "Just to hell with it. I'm out." Yeah. So I moved. Quit. Yeah, I moved on, and. uh you know when you you move on and you're just like just just a little bit more time and then it just drags mm-hmm. out just a little longer than you anticipated. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. That happened. Yeah. Games do that. Yeah. But I'll try it again at some point just 
I guess I'm going to have to do some research because I don't know how to make something take shock damage in the way that they're saying because I did exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Or at least it didn't work I until def- that one I time. I can't help. Yeah, I've not tried it. So... I'll, Either it's bugged or, yeah, there's just a specific spot, a sweet spot you're not noticing. And there are bugs something. in the game, by the way. Well, just... I'm, I don't, I'm not convinced a game will ever come out again without them. Mm-hmm. It happens. So <laughs> You just can't plan for everything. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some news. What do you got? Let's talk about some news. Lots of little smaller stuff. So uh, NVIDIA apparently was hacked, which... Of course, that's just what we do now, I think. Um, And unfortunately, the person behind it seems to be leaking employee credentials and the proprietary info onto the internet. Uh, NVIDIA did make a statement that they're at least aware of the breach on February 23rd um, and that it does not anticipate any disruption to its business or their ability to serve customers, you know, the, the, the PR that you say uh the hacking group who goes by lapsus with a dollar sign at the end has claimed that they're they're the ones behind it and uh their demands are that nvidia make its drivers open source if it doesn't want more data leaked so looking more into it it appears we have a crypto miner bitter that the gpus are getting basically something put in them to make them less crypto miner appealing okay sounds like they're they were made for gamers they're trying to market it to gamers they're trying to sell them to gamers um and so they're just not happy about the extra things that they've put into place to make it less desirable for them for Mm. what they want to use them for so they claim to have a terabyte of data from nvidia at this time and also telling The Verge, which is one of the articles I was reading, that the hardware folder alone is 250 gigabytes worth of data that they have uh, stolen. So, um, and of course, along with the relevant GPU data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I said, uh, the group wants NVIDIA to remove the limitations on its recent graphic ca- graphic cards that are meant to make them less appealing to crypto miners. On March 1st, they updated their demands. Uh, to add that NVIDIA permanently make its GPUs drivers completely open source and said that the company had until Friday to make a decision. So up Ooh. until the 4th. So, of course, you know where I was looking on the 4th. What, what, what has been updated? What has happened? So in that time frame, 71,000 employees' accounts have been exposed by cracking employee emails. Now, this is where it got a little confusing to me, uh, is that NVIDIA hasn't confirmed that number of employee credentials were in fact leaked, but also them noting that they have fewer than 71,000 employees working for them. So citing their last annual report list 18,975 employees across 29 countries. So either they're bluffing or it could be past employees as well. Mm. Like we're just pulling employee data from over time, gotcha. right? So <clears throat> I couldn't find anything specifically stating that there's ransomware involved, that we've got this, you can't even access it unless demands are met. Um, but it is reported that uh, along with their demands that they want the uh, 30 series NVIDIA cards to their liking since it's you know not for them as much anymore. They also stated that they will sell a bypass for the crypt to to crypto nerf those cards. So now I guess they're trying to turn it into a money opportunity. Hmm. So if they're not going to do it from NVIDIA, Hey, Hey, crypto miners, we'll sell you the the way to do it. (laughs) 
capitalism at its finest, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, checking today, I guess, not to break your immersion since it's the 7th, but checking today on the 6th, sorry, we don't record on the same day we go live. Um, I just can't still find anything about whether they actually leaked it or if NVIDIA paid. I really doubt they did, honestly. Um so I don't know. <laughs> We're just gonna have to wait and see. Maybe it's good I went AMD this upgrade. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but oh man, I was just reading through it and it's just they didn't get what they want. People are just not about understanding that not everything's geared towards them. Yeah, and they see We've lost that way very much so over the years that people can't understand not everything is built for them individually that sometimes things aren't for you. And you know, if these hackers would um, really use their, their abilities for a better purpose, other than Well, being they think they are. I'm fairly certain they really think they're taking up a mantle. They are the king and leading us all into the light. No, no. I've just... Well, it's kind of like... Kinda... But like, what makes you think that that's okay to do anyway? I didn't get my way, so I'm going to seize an entire company. And not only that... Make the employees suffer. Yeah. not You know what I mean? Like, they have a job. They're clocking in. Mm-hmm. They're creating these cards. And now you're going to leak their data right. onto the internet? Mm-hmm. I mean, people. The direction seems to always be misplaced. Yeah. Yeah. And who gets the punishment behind these things? So maybe that's because you weren't deemed in this world the uh the god the executioner the 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 deal maker that you think you are Mm. so i don't know i don't get it but fine crypto bros are a little upset that nvidia tried to make gamer cards and then tried to make them for gamers and then tried to make it a little less attractive for people who they weren't made for and then they got upset and sad and are now doing all this i'm sure there's a lot more to the situation of course but um i don't know stuff like that just doesn't sit well with me uh, yeah that just because thing. something wasn't exactly to your liking that now an entire company and people have to pay because because your needs weren't met mm-hmm. if only more delays <laughs> if only they could be using their powers for good like i often said that most nefarious people are brilliant if we could get them to use it for good didn't didn't uh who's that anonymous like we know yes. who that is wasn't right. he? Well, they go by anonymous, so <laughs> he try. Weren't they trying to do something to Russia when the Ukraine attacks happened? I'm like, supposedly they've been involved in cyber warfare with them since um, it happened. But it a just week or so ago now. But what proof do we have? You know, I, I mean, I, I don't make... even understand how you would do it. So that's why I don't offer my opinion on it because I've never studied hacking. I don't even know how one goes about it. Yeah. Um. I guess the only proof they were showing was, you know, giving us the link to these government websites over there and showing us that they were, in fact, down. Eh. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're a great <laughs> hacker. I haven't been seeking it out either, so I don't know. Not that I'm advocating this. Not that I'm advocating this at all. But just a hypothetical theory, you know, that you could possibly do. You're a hacker and you can hack into computer systems. You can get into. Oh, I believe they can you know, do it. The Russian sure. military or whatever, if they've got big high-tech whatevers. And then you, you turn their weapons against them. You know, be that hacker and go, blah. 
yeah. then suddenly the nuke comes down and it comes back down. Now, again, not saying we should nuke Russia or anything like that. I'm just... But you see, in this hypothetical situation, yeah. But you understand what I'm saying, you know. Like, if you can do all this stuff and you can disrupt their websites, why not do something deeper, more? Maybe it's. I mean, they could be. But perhaps would we understand it? I don't know. And that that could know. that could be where I'm mistaken. Maybe we've watched too many movies, and it, oh, for sure, we, we, that's made it look way too easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, that, or the other. I don't know. Um, I imagine it's possible. That's the one thing I was kind of talking with my niece about the other day that I feel that's the more effective way to go because we've made our life so wholly dependent on electricity and the mm. internet and the connectivity it brings that if you just took that whole thing off, it would be chaos. Mm-hmm. Like mm. none of us know how to operate just on the in our neighborhood life cycle now. It's anyway, we're getting off topic, but. More delays on the game front. Oh, yeah. As a, as it normally is. Uh, Star Wars Eclipse, though, mm-hmm. got announced it was going to be a, a, a delayed. Uh, and not by a few months, people. <laughs> no. like, they've pushed it all the way to 2027, maybe even 2028. So five, six years from now. Um, apparently, Quantic Dream has just been having a hard time employing developers and bringing them on for this project. Um, Last I read, they are still sitting at about 67 openings. So yeah, if you don't have people developing your game, it's probably going to delay it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an integral part of this process. So uh, why are they announcing it so early? A lot of us are now wondering why in 2021 were you showing us this big cinematic reveal trailer if you knew you weren't even close to being a finished product? Because that's what game developers do. Well, I'm wondering in this case if it was just to simply try to entice people to come work for them. Hmm. I've been reading how that's kind of been sort of a ploy that a lot of teams have been using by announcing so early is to hopefully drive in really amazing talent to work for them, which I guess Mm -hmm. I could see that. Mm -hmm. I could see that you're seeing something you hope is really amazing, a project that you maybe fall in love with, believe in, and, oh, you already see that they're serious about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I will apply, Um, but I'm assuming with Quantic Dream and stuff that we've been realizing about them over the years might be hindering people from wanting to work there. This is me just guessing now at this point, Uh, but it just seems a little bizarre that you would have that hard of a time finding developers. But again, that part of the world of that world, Mm -hmm. I don't hire people. I don't, you know, I don't run a business. Um, so, yeah, most of us were just like, okay, cool story. Why do you even bother announcing at this point? Um, but, yeah, so, <laughs> or the project just fell apart and lost a bunch of people and we needed to start over. <clears throat> but we'll see. Hmm. If I even remember in five years that we were talking about it, I'm sure. Sh- well, you know, the funny thing about it is when you told me that or when I read the the headline, not that I think this far ahead normally, but. I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, will I still be playing games at that point in time? Because you think yeah, about that. We'll just be hitting a little button on the side of our head and plugging in or something. No, I just meant in general because I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm pushing 50 by that point. Not quite, but I'm getting there. I think you will. 
And it's just we're already kind of old, I guess, for gamers. Yeah, but I mean, I hope the, I still do. I yeah, I mean, I I don't know how long it will be before like what what is that moment going to be like? Where I'm that moment there, when they finally start creating games that have zero interest for me would have to be it, where they're just not putting out mm. anything that catches my eye. But anymore. I mean, you don't think that there will be a moment where you got arthritis and you just can't play games like you used to. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there'll be those. But by then, I bet I could just speak it into existence. It's true. It's true. We are getting a lot of really cool accessibility options for people who who absolutely need them. I, I would imagine maybe by then, I there would probably be some expensive thing I'm going to have to mm. buy. You as, make a good I, point. It's always been. I, I never yeah, thought I about think, those. I think I'll be able to figure it out, maybe. We'll just have to be willing to uh, spend some extra money. <laughs> 90 years old playing Super <laughs> yeah. Mario Brothers with some... With a straw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll be fine. Back in my day, we used to have a game pad and two <laughs> buttons, but today I can play it with a straw. You're right. Just my mind, even. <laughs> I mean, they have. we've seen evidence of that. They've done tests with, you know, monkeys doing the same thing. Playing Pong mm-hmm. with just, you know, well, I mean, we'll see. Two buttons, all you'd have to do is your hands on. But I'm just saying, even if you can't do that, mm-hmm. they were just kind of um, wanting it for a treat. So they knew where to put their mouth on the little joystick or whatever. Anyway, we're digressing again. Anyway. <laughs> but I think, I think by the time we're 90, there will be a lot of cool tech that will enable us to still play. Should we even remember that we're gamers? Okay. Okay, okay. I'm expecting full on just my brain will be gone. I barely remember stuff now. At 90, I'm not going to know what's happening even a little bit. Um, assuming I make it that far. Hey, Spartacus might be closer than we think. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, we mentioned last week about the tiered service that, uh, you know, is coming from Sony um, that right now we're calling Project Spartacus. Uh, might be a little closer than we thought because some PS4 and 5 players reported complimentary PS Now subscriptions being added on to their PS Plus memberships. Hmm. So um, I don't get that bill, so I'm not sure. Do you? <laughs> no. Did you get it? No, Do you know? I haven't seen it. <clears throat> Others reported existing memberships changing their name, leading some to believe the merge is coming fairly soon. Um, reports from several users claim those who take out uh, a new PS Plus membership are getting free PS Now subs for the same duration. So uh, just kind of included with your price. It's not not anything more expensive. Hmm. So for those who did a 12-month PS Plus sub, also receives a 12-month Now sub at no additional cost. So it could be just right there. Or it was just a hiccup in the matrix when they were fixing stuff and accidentally pushed it, which has happened before too. Yeah. <laughs> now, if this is actually something that's occurring... Mm-hmm. Uh, Two months from now, granted, we might hear something by then, but I think my subscription renews in May, so I'll keep my eyes open. December. I feel like it's either October or December, Mm. because it was always either his birthday or Christmas that I remembered the re-up coming around. Yeah. So it was one of those, so... Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll I didn't keep check. Keep an eye open and see what happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll see what's coming with that. Um, okay. This one's just funny um, <laughs> to me. You know, we'll see if the rest of you agree. Because um, it's just the way we release things sure. these days. Um, gives me a headache. Uh, but guess what is officially releasing? 
I don't know. Amazon Luna in the U.S. Oh, officially releasing. Really? A, a, yeah. We, announcing on March 1st that it's now officially a nationwide launch, whereas before it was only a select number of people and, and Steven with his free offerings. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. yeah, didn't we talk about that? Yeah, I think Last that you year? had just gotten another. Well, yeah, we've been talking. It's been like off and on for two years now. I want to say I couldn't tell you that I didn't know it wasn't launched because they're always saying you want a Luna controller. And I'm like, I thought no. so too until I read this article. Steven's been talking about it forever. I didn't realize we were still in that phase of it, but I guess they were. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, so in addition to the launch, Amazon announced three new channels on Luna. Um, just in case you don't know, channels are what Luna calls their bundles of games that users can sub to each month. Um, so the first of the three is the Prime Gaming Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, offers Prime members access to rotating offerings of games for free on Luna each month. In March, the selection included Devil May Cry 5, Observer, System Redux, and Fogs! I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> it was a happy title, so I wanted to add it in there. Along with some more, of course, um, Immortal Phoenix Rising is reported to come to the service for free between March 8th and 14th. So trying to trying to suck some people in i think was that the one that people compared to breath of the wild or was that i think a little bit yeah yeah they were trying to i've not played it yet it is on game pass though so i think it is maybe i should maybe i should look before i say that confidently um some of the artwork kind of ends up looking the same, so I apologize, guys. I'm the worst for this. Anyway, <laughs> the next channel that you could sub to is Retro, um, which will have classics, of course, from um, dev teams like Capcom. Um, Amazon says it's a way to relive the glory days of arcade Woo! gaming, uh, giving you access to things like Street Fighter Two, Hyper Fighting. I don't know, a lot of those arcade games. And then there's the Jackbox game channel, which... As you guessed it, you can play Jackbox games on. I mean, I guess that's... <laughs> looks be- like all of them, actually. It looks like the first step to present uh, Jackbox. Um, and that add-on will be four ninety nine a month, though, for the uh, Jackbox. That actually wouldn't be a bad idea if you have gatherings of friends regularly. Sure. yeah. You know, if you just needed something that's like, hey, we always got Jackbox games available, every single one of them. Why not? Yeah. If, yeah. If you and there's do that. a lot to pull from with Jackbox games, too. Sure. Because you've got several different games in each pack. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally. Um, and then they have added, I, I assume added, I don't know if you saw this before, um, broadcasting the games to Twitch, of course. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Amazon. Um, with the Luna update on PC, a Mac, or Fire TV, Ooh. even, you can stream. Uh, there should be a new broadcast button once you've done the update. How? Um, Fire TV users can use a QR code to connect their phone as a webcam and mic. Ah, okay. See, that was my big question. How? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. And then, Yeah, so okay. yeah, you just kind of scan it in. Um, I think people have been using their phones now as their cams. They're, they're good. I mean, yeah. you might be burning your battery out, but... Whatever. It works. <laughs> Cameras sure. are probably just as expensive as these phones are. Uh, but Luna operates by letting users subscribe to the channels or on a monthly basis or on a monthly basis. Currently, the primary Luna Plus channel is five ninety nine a month, and the family channel costs two ninety nine a month. Usually, you see that in reverse, yeah. where the family is a little bit more expensive. Huh. But uh, then you have the Luna Plus channel offers a growing library. 
You get over 100 titles, supposedly, whereas the Family Channel offers a curated collection of more than 35 games that are appropriate for gamers of all ages. So that makes sense now where you're, well, there's not as many games, so at least they're not charging as much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it is starting on April 1st. Mm-hmm. Supposedly not a joke. Wouldn't it be funny if they delayed it? I mean... Did anyone even remember this is a thing at this point? But uh, I, like I said, I thought it launched. I, I thought, thought we it were was here, moving and grooving and doing its thing. Uh, so yeah. Well, yeah. hey, uh, if you yeah. if you need a refresher of what I said, to me, in my opinion, I feel like Lunar was the stronger option between uh, Luna and and what's the other one? Stadia. Uh, Stadia, yep. Yeah. See, we don't even remember what it is. In fact, I forgot to tell you this. This is how little I think of Stadia. They yeah. offered me a free month. And Again? I, I thought they were done now. No, no, no. They, Ish. They were just like, nah, They're selling please the come back. Tech. Here's a free month. Please come back. I took it. I went to play it, like, after I signed up, because I was like, mm-hmm. well, why not, you know? Yeah, go see what's there now. Just, just mess around with it. For some reason, I couldn't connect. I was trying to play something that uh, I don't think I'd played before, and I thought, what the hell? Uh-huh. It kept fighting me. I even added a game for my daughter, thinking, well, if I can't play it, maybe she can enjoy Paw Patrol sure. or something like that. Here, you can play it. Still wouldn't connect, so I said, screw it. The hell with it. If it's not going to yeah. connect, why am I going to sit here and bother That's with it? That's kind of the biggest piece of this, is yeah. I need to connect to your service. And this is exactly why we were sitting there having issues with it because we said it and i've got good internet yeah the internet was working that morning Mm -hmm. when i was trying to connect everything was fine so it was on them i couldn't connect to their stupid server even though i I was sitting there looking at everything yes everything's connected i'm sitting there looking at the game just when i went to launch it was like nah can't connect and i was like well or no it said your internet connection was not good enough i'm like how the hell is it not good enough everything is wired in you fool aren't you at like 300 fiber again yeah oh you did get up yeah to a gig. i'm, I'm yeah, up to a gig. that's not on you so yeah. i was just like whatever okay i forgot about it to the point where it actually auto renewed on me and i was like shit so oh, i did pay no. for a month of stadia unbeknownst to myself i was trying to remember to cancel it and somehow do like i do and you put it in your phone on the calendar for the day before to remind you i normally your free trial is up i'm normally good about it but something prevented my memory never remember i will pay till the day i die because the inconvenience of calling you is too much and they do that on purpose set a reminder oh (laughs) i know they do we discussed that Sidebar. Okay, I've got to tell everybody this story because I found it to be hilarious. But oh, it was okay. well, I like hilarious. Hilarious, uh, sad, hilarious, but hilarious nonetheless. So, uh, Friday, my wife and I decided we were going to go uh, upgrade our phones, but we're also going to get new service away from the uh, garbage AT and T because you oh, know, good for you. They um, yeah support uh, communism and Russia and. We have no choices we, when it comes to good corporations that fund us our internet or phone yeah. because other reasons we can't get into on a gaming podcast. Anyway, uh, so we decided we were going to go get new service. We went down to one of the little... The, the stores that provide the service 
but they are mm-hmm. not technically affiliated with the company. You know, this is how yes, this works. They, that's quite common now, they, actually. They are mm-hmm. a retail store for that company, but they are not the company. Right. Okay. This is how this has always worked. You understand that? I understand that. Our audience should understand that. When they say the Verizon store or the AT&T store, they are not their store. Got it? Mm-hmm. We're getting our phones. Dude is, they're all alone. He's trying to get it set up. Okay. So he's already overworked. I feel for him because having to do that and people coming in and out, especially if people are getting new phones, uh, right. you know, you're, you're a little tied a long up. day. Little, little understaffed, it seems. So we were trying, you know, we just stay out of his way. Whatever you need, you let us know and you do whatever you got to do. Don't worry about us. And some lady walked in as we were, he was trying to get us set up. And she was one of these uh, meth-looking uh, people, you know, no teeth and just, you know, I made a face that you can probably imagine yeah. what it looked like. And she ain't got no teeth. You have teeth. no bones supporting anything anymore. And she's dragging along this little five-year-old with a tablet, you know. You just sit there mm. and you play your tablet and you don't say nothing. Okay. I'm assuming she made a lot of um, ruckus here. Well, what happened is, you know, he's helping us. And she's sitting there. Okay. <sighs> Just deep breaths uh, at first. like Oh, yeah. No, because her time is being wasted. Sure. Yeah. And it was like, all right. And the guy, again, he's he's... It's not like he wasn't doing anything. He was doing what he had to do to kind of mm-hmm. get through our situation and then when he got to a stopping point you know like when the phones are transferring data then right. when I he can... doesn't have to stand there and right. stare at it right so he's trying his best to get you know mm-hmm. to a point where he can walk step aside and help her out i almost wouldn't want to because i don't think she would be the type that would allow that same courtesy when she's at a point no, no now no. i've got your attention so you are doing nothing but me until i leave yeah because clearly she didn't. It gets worse. She uh, suddenly gets a phone call. Yeah? I'm at the Verizon store. While I'm waiting for somebody to help me, I'm trying to pick up this phone I ordered. I can't do nothing. I got to wait on somebody because they ain't helping me. Because other people exist in this world. Yeah. And it's terrible. And it was just this everything on the phone conversation was trying to make a point. Well, this guy's not helping me. Probably wasn't even anyone on the phone. Yeah, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me either. But it was just this constant trying to be loud. The guy was uh, kind of looking at us like, uh, and we were kind of rolling our eyes back at him like, I know, I know. If you need to go. I, I wouldn't have. I would have been like, I would have just, just tell him, keep doing your job, man. Screw her. She was going to be mad regardless because mm-hmm. that's the attitude she chose when she came in. So suddenly... Like, he had heard her, she got off her phone, plopped back down, and he just looked at us and was like, do you mind if I go help? And I was like, no, 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 go go, go right ahead. It's, it's no problem. He's like, okay, thank you. So he walks over and he's like, ma'am, um, did I overhear you correctly? You said you're here to pick up a phone? And she's like, yeah, I ordered it online. Okay, um, I don't have any record of a phone being picked up here at this store do you do you have a receipt do you have anything that can sure. help me kind of track help this? me help you yeah. well i had a receipt but i left it at home so i just 
I just don't know, but I ordered a phone and I'm supposed to pick it up here. You're sure? Because I don't, my system tells me there's not a phone to be picked up here. Well, I ordered it online. Yes, ma'am, I understand. To what store is what I'm trying to ask you. (laughs) And he's like, I understand that, ma'am, but I don't have a record that you're supposed to be. Well, this is the Cumberland store, ain't it? This is where I'm supposed to pick it up. That's what it said. Ma'am, I don't have anything in my system, so if if you could, call customer service. Well, what are you? I'm just a retailer. I, I do not work for Verizon. You have to call them. They are customer service. Their company, their service. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to call them to figure out what happened because I don't have any information. I do not work for Verizon. And since you don't have any information, we're at a loss here. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand this. You're supposed to work for Amazon or for Verizon. You, what do you mean? You're customer service, ain't you? Well, just forget it. I'm going out. So Storm's out of the store with her kid in tow. Yeah. She good. wasn't done. She wasn't done. She got in, got back out. Yeah, thought about it some more. You're customer service, ain't you? This ain't no customer service. He was like, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Right. Thank you. That's ma'am. all you could do. I mean, what, what? Have a good day. What did Move that? on with your life. Yeah. What did that add to the conversation? Nothing. You, Nothing. You, you just needed to yell at this mm-hmm. poor man because he wasn't helping you in the way that you wanted because you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was first. And it didn't That's even. That's usually what people do is they start to double down. Yeah. Because they don't, they're, they're not, they could have possibly been wrong you are magical sir and you're supposed to be able to just look everything up in that system mm-hmm. and what do you mean yeah it was it, i felt bad for the guy because it even got <laughs> he got a phone call after that and mm-hmm. of course this guy was blaming him for every problem too right to the point where i heard People it, have really no idea how things work yeah he just he at some point i just heard him say Sir, I'm I'm gonna have to end this call because uh, you're I don't I, there's nothing I can do to help you and you're just getting belligerent. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you. Click. I've had to do that a few times. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know. No, what you the... wanted to vet, and I've let you vent, but at this point, I have things to do. So. Well, they're blaming him for stuff that's not his fault. Well, I know that's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's... That, uh, trust me, I was in customer service still. Technically, yeah, for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And people, if it if, if they are talking to you. You are supposed to be the one to cave and make them feel better about all of it, whether they were right or wrong. That customer is always right. And too many people have that attitude when they go into somewhere that you're supposed to magically fix it, whether I'm right or wrong, because that's your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people suck because they think they're the only one in the world that matters. Mm -hmm. So when she's, (laughs) you know, there was probably 10 other people that also needed something, but she's the only one that had something to do that day. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, see, you know. funny enough is I've lived in Tennessee long enough that when I saw her walk in, I was like, oh, shit, here comes trouble. You already like, kind of I know the problem, knew, people. Yeah, I knew the type of person she was going to be, like, immediately. Funny enough. <laughs> they do carry themselves that way. Oh, yeah. Funny enough, uh, when we got there, I just, a little side and we can get back on track because I know yeah. I can't help it. But this, it was a funny story. Um when we walked in, guy said, uh, how can I help you today? I said, I'm here to change my service. He's like, who who do you have um, uh, service with right now? I said, AT&T. He's like, oh, boy. <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> so he knew. He's, He's probably like seen a lot of you this mm-hmm. week. All right. Interesting. Anyway. Funny. Continue. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Uh, last little bit of uh, news here uh, that caught my eye, and I know we have some uh, Twitch streamers mm-hmm. who listen, um, probably already very aware, uh, but it was back in the news a little bit with a policy update uh, that I doubt actually affects our siblings, but mm-hmm. just to be in the know. You never know. Uh, Twitch is introducing new policies targeted to help stop misinformation from being spread on its platform. Uh, big problem we've been having for a very long time. Uh, this policy extends to the other socials a content creator on Twitch might have as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not just while you're live. Um, if you are a streamer who consistently spreads false information as your content, like that is your content, uh, you could see a ban. Although it's Twitch, so it'll probably only be like two days, guys. You'll be fine. Sure. Okay. Sure. Unless you're <laughs> a nobody. Unless you're a nobody. But yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. It'll just be a little couple days. Um, so yeah, uh, it targets those consistently spreading false info, both on and off Twitch, regarding protected health groups, health issues, including the Rona, uh, public emergencies, and misinformation that promotes violence or diminishes civic systems, such as election results. Mm. So. Angela Hessian, who is Twitch's VP of Trust and Safety, uh, said the website is taking this precautionary step and updating our policies to ensure that these misinformation super spreaders won't find a home on our service. Now, I think where most platforms really fail is if the native language is in English. This is my own sidebar here, because when you start to read about a lot of these things, where a lot of these YouTube Twitch thinks that are cracking down on the misinformation have been doing fairly okay with English speaking ones. We've been finding though, if it's not an English speaking channel, you're going to get away with a lot for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So I think these companies need to hire multilingual people because honestly on Twitch, one of the largest growing is um, Spanish speaking channels Mm -hmm. seems to grow. Um, just wanted to throw my own little opinion out there. Maybe I shouldn't have given you all a heads up. So I guess if you speak Spanish or any other language, spread your misinfo in that language because people aren't as good about catching it in the States if it isn't. Merkin, you know, we'll speak Merkin here. (laughs) Anywho, uh, so the policy states users will be prohibited if their online presence is dedicated to one, persistently sharing, two, widely disproven and broadly shared, and three, harmful misinformation topics. So um, that's if you're spreading it on your Twitter, on your Instagram, and then you go live on Twitch, supposedly all of that will affect you okay. and you could get banned. Okay. I know it's a key interest right now for a lot of people because um, I think a lot of it, too, you've been seeing a lot of, or they have been saying, I'm not on Twitch as nearly as often anymore that um, there's a lot of accounts amid this Russia's invasion of Ukraine um, that they've been seeing video game footage trying to get passed off as footage on the ground over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been, uh, or like as real life footage of what's happening. One developer has already come out pleading with people not to use their game for false purposes. So there's enough of this going on. And then mm-hmm. I guess, who do you ask what's right or wrong, but it'll be based on science. Sorry, not science. bro science, not the trust me, bro people, not the, it's fine. I know it'll upset people. Because <laughs> we'll see how it is somehow abusing them um, for their right to free speech or whatever it is they're going to say. Um, they read these things just to align. You, you know how people look stuff up yeah, just yeah. to align with what they already believe in, not to like learn or whatever anymore. May, okay, my own personal opinion, too much in there. But there you go. So if that's your whole content, um, 
you might have some trouble coming your way. I don't know. I have a hard time believing Twitch really backs up any of that kind of stuff at this point. Yeah, true, true. So, or if they do, it's not going to be long enough or people are going to do a lot less and get banned forever. It's not consistent. So I have a few quickets. Okay. Shoot. A few quickets. Um, let's see here. RE, Resident Evil. I wrote RE like you all would just know. But Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 are coming to PS5 and Xbox SX with visual enhancements later this year. Ooh. So if you were looking forward to the uh, quote-unquote next-gen version of those games. Um, and they also stated that uh, those who own the games already on PS4 and Xbox One will be eligible for the digital upgrade at no additional cost. So... Um, and PC will also get um, an update to enhance some things as well. But there you go. I'm liking that trend. Cool. You already spent some money. We'll give you this uh, this upgrade for free um, while we sell you a bunch of loot boxes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, this one caught my eye because holy bejesus in the in the trying to get you for all your freaking money after you buy a game. <laughs> Gran Turismo 7 released mm-hmm. this week. Um and the microtransactions just kind of my mind on this one, actually. Um, so for if you're a lover of the series, you, you might know what I'm about to say. So the prices weren't revealed, of course, during the review period of this game. Sure. Which seems to be a very common thread we're seeing with a lot of developers these days is to not give people the full games before launch. Uh, but now that they are revealed... Uh, okay, so the game, of course... $70, right? That's base game price for AAA these days. Um, so to buy credits, to buy cars. Now, again, I, I guess you can actually earn them in game, which, again, I would suggest. You bought a game to play, play the game, earn your stuff. But <laughs> 100,000 credits will run you about two fifty, two dollars fifty cents. Two hundred fifty thousand credits, five bucks. Seven hundred fifty thousand credits, ten bucks. Two million credits was like twenty dollars. Now keep that in mind. So cars in the game range from the tens of thousands to the hundreds of thousands of credits. So and that's for mid tier vehicles. Mm-hmm. Your highest performing could be millions of credits. Oh, so one car could cost you forty dollars IRL money. Kiss my ass. Uh, yeah, because a large number of those high-spec cars were like a million credits. And I just told you, you know. <sighs> no. Nope. I just, my brain just went, you cannot be serious on this. So players running low on credits looking to buy a million credit cards. This was the other thing. Because you can only buy them in certain increments, so you'll end up having to spend more. Because sure. the increments that the cars cost don't match up with the increments that you're buying. They're not a nice, neat $250,000 credit or 250,000 credits for your five bucks. It'll be like 300,000 credits. So then the next one you have to buy is 750,000 in their package. That is a tactic ran yes, by the, is. this is one of these because I've seen it before. I fell for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, so this is very scummy. I don't, I don't like this at all, but I don't play those games. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if you were running low on credits, you'd have to go buy the next package up um, to make up for what little bit. So now you got another 15 in and then another 20 in. So I don't know. Um, if, if you're a lover of these games and play these games, I'd be very interested to see if you're just going to grind it out. How, how hard have they made collecting credits now, I wonder? Mm-hmm. Maybe a ridiculous amount of races have to be won to get like a thousand or something. I don't know. But it's just outrageous to me and scummy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ludicrous. <laughs> so 
Outside of that, um, this one was just kind of fun because we talked about the Steam Deck coming out and some of you might have already seen it, but um, I've been scouring the reviews, of course, just wondering if I should like keep my reservation. <laughs> so far, I've been reading really good things, though. There, there are some things that need work, of course, sure. but uh, but I just thought it was kind of fun that Gabe Newell himself hand-delivered some of the first Steam Decks oh, to go out. It was just a fun little video to watch him going up to... You know, certain houses knocking. Hey, I'm hand delivering you that. And what was even more cute was the people who didn't actually even know who he was. Which, I mean, do we know the faces of our favorite companies? CEO usually, <laughs> probably like, who are not. You? you know, we know the names, but we probably don't know their faces. So obviously, not longtime steamers to have memed Gabe a million times to not recognize him. But that was kind of cute to me. Mm-hmm. And like, who is this older gentleman with a beard? Just dropping off my Steam Deck. Like, you're not Nail. You're like, not. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Could Why be an Amazon delivery guy, but I'm were not sure. Were you about to steal my package and then decided to knock on my door? Or, <laughs> But I thought that was cute. So there you go. That's all um, I found this week that I cared to talk about. Okay. I got a, I got a little side story the for you. The only I... way I can curate the news these days is to what I care about. So sorry, siblings. You've got to start caring about what I care about. <laughs> I got a little side story I want to throw out just because I remembered it, and then we'll get into the headliner because uh, have you ever laughed at something and you know you shouldn't? Um, Probably every day. Okay. so I have a very dark sense of humor. Keep this in mind, at least so you understand. (laughs) Keep it to myself so I don't get hate online. Well, I just I want to throw it out because it it also reminded me, like, it's all connected in some way. Sure, yeah. (coughs) So... Uh, I had an edible uh, a couple of days ago, you know. As, as most fun stories start now, though. Yeah. Hold my beer is now. I had an edible. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. And it's not one of the things that you... And you people with the CBD, I'm so intrigued how you get high off of it. My niece actually sent me a text. I know we're totally derailing. She sent me a text last night, too, of a picture. And she's like, I thought it was something else, and it's CBD, and I'm high. And I'm like, how the hell are you people getting high on CBD? I'm jealous. No, no, no. It's the <laughs> Delta... nothing to me. It's the Delta 8 stuff. It's really good stuff. I guess that's what I got to so seek out then. what it is, like, I had been getting these cookies from the the store or whatever and they did the job don't get me wrong sure but it i don't know it just the, the taste like i had yeah. had these cinnamon ones and like when you start eating it, it's like oh okay and then the more you chew it the the aftertaste well, there's always kind of that little aftertaste yeah there, it's right a now. very unpleasant aftertaste i tried peanut butter ones once um i didn't ask for them i just told my wife to go pick them up and she just found them she's like here and I was like, all right, well, it's something different. Those were atrocious. Like, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. It was hard to eat those. Like, at least, I guess at least the cinnamon covered it up. But I found new ones that are made out of Fruity Pebbles. Oh, my God, they're amazing. They're like little Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. Fruity Pebbles or whatever. I had, like, a whole one. And they say take uh-huh. a half one. Uh, definitely go for the half one next time because, whoo. <laughs> That was Yeah, eating it can definitely take you on a much longer, longer ride. Yeah. And it takes longer to hit. So you and gotta I be careful still, with edibles. You still get the cotton mouth. I don't know why that's a thing. So for interesting. Me. You two have me I like I wanna study you two. Yeah. It's weird. Cause I've had C B D just on its own and nothing. No. Maybe a little chill, but I wasn't high well, like gonna, you two ex- describe. But of course I'm such a pothead at this point that I don't know if I'd know the difference. Hey, my wife is. She, I mean, 
And she gets high off of CBD? She, uh, it's hard to tell. You know, it's hard to tell because she had one the other day and uh-huh. she like, I can't tell a difference, so I'm not sure, but maybe I'm just seeing her, you know. <laughs> if you're used to seeing her like chill, then you maybe. And that might be all it is. Notice. You know, me. I, just, I don't know that I'm much different yeah. anymore either. It's just my personality but, because, well, I'm always in pain, so why not? <laughs> but again, for me, I get the giggles. So okay. something is going to make me laugh. Now, this I'm just is, jealous because it's much cheaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I I'm could sure. do CBD. <clears throat> so anyway, the point is going back mm-hmm. to the giggles. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. I had been, I don't know. I can't remember what I was watching, but do you, have you ever seen, do you remember when people used to make the little face and go, that stupid racist, you know, making fun of Asian people? Mm-hmm. I started laughing at that. Were you watching Dave Chappelle? No, no. Oh. So, like, it got in my head, and I started laughing. And Katrina w- looked at me, and she's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm going to hell, because I, yeah. I, I shouldn't be laughing at this. I don't know why. It's. Fu- I think it was just the action that someone was doing mm-hmm. that. It's not what it, it represented. It was just the ridiculousness of someone it. Someone looks ridiculous yeah. doing, making faces. Yeah. That got mm-hmm. into my head, and I was laughing at it, and I was like, God damn why am i laughing at this i hate myself for it but i can't stop laughing because the things got me all mm-hmm. but they reminded me of this comedian and i cannot remember her name for the life of me i'm sure it would come to mind but one of her stand-up acts that she did she started off doing that like she was from uh japan i think it was and okay she came out and looked at the audience and pulled her eyes back and started going and just like that and everybody was laughing and then she looks and she goes Please don't do that. She's like, it's very confusing. Sometimes you make sense. <laughs> and that la- that made me laugh even yeah. harder because it was like that's that's pretty good. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. no, I'm I'm not not advocating doing that. I'm sorry that I laughed at that. Don't cancel me for that. I couldn't help it. The CBD took over, <laughs> and I was laughing at the ludicrousness of. Of the situation. I know right from wrong. I can't help that my brain... Because I'll laugh at the dumbest shit. Like, things that I think I'll laugh at Mm -hmm. while I'm on it, it doesn't affect me at all. But then something that I'm not expecting will be said or done, and that's, that's what triggers it. And it's the oddest thing. And then your brain just stays on that for far longer than you need to. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I don't know. Like, why do I keep reliving it? It was only okay joke, but now it's hilarious. It, it doesn't even have to be a joke. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a joke. I remember one of the very first times I was taking those edibles, we were watching the show Yellowstone, and there was a scene in a bar where these two characters were having a conversation. They were kind of antagonizing one another. Mm-hmm. The woman talked, like, grabbed another guy in the bar said something or said that the guy she was talking to had insulted him or said something about his mom. Dude looked at the other guy. All he said was, fuck you said to me, boy? Just like that. And I lost it. I lost it. Because all I could think, it was just that super redneck, dumb, hickish. Right, just and very leaned into a stereotype. I laughed for 15 and minutes. And they were, and Katrina was like, what, what are you laughing at? What was so funny? And I couldn't, I was, I kept trying to say. And it'll never be as funny. No, never will. We always try to explain it afterwards and no one's ever going to find it as funny. No, 
but they just you had to be in that moment at that time yeah otherwise it wasn't for you i just i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't explain it but it was just whatever it was it just it triggered and those are the oddest things i can never understand why these things trigger in my head maybe it is funny to me in a way but uh-huh. not that funny <laughs> right like it was funny but i overreacted yeah oh yeah way overreacted because she did she was just like why is that funny i don't know i don't know it's just just one of those things you're just gonna have to give me a pass on babe all right headliner time i'm sorry people i just had to share that story and you can cancel me if you want to try i'm sorry Um, i admitted to my wrongdoing i'm not saying i did anything wrong anyway uh Like I said up top, we've been talking about the Batman. So we're going to talk about Batman some more. So in honor of the release of the Batman, Mm -hmm. and I can't wait for it. I mean, if you've seen the logo, I'm proud of it. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of it. Oh, uh, Because I had an idea, and then I started thinking about it again because I didn't like how it was coming out. And then I Mm -hmm. had this other idea, and then suddenly it just popped. And I was like, I got this. I got this. So I'll show it to you. Uh, after the show but everybody else here who's listening now has seen it hopefully you enjoy my work right because i had to uh handcraft this logo well now i'm excited anyway uh in honor of batman and because uh, i really had a loss of ideas <laughs> this week <laughs> so this is kind of a last minute uh slap together but in all the right ways i think it came out mm-hmm. great i thought it would be fun to look at the history of batman in video games Oh, yeah. Okay. Because Batman's Good stuff been to pull in, from there. Yeah, yeah. He's been in video games for a long time, believe it or not. Uh, and <laughs> while I may graze over an appearance in a game, mm-hmm. uh, I want to focus on Batman games. So I'm not going to be talking about Injustice or, or games that he's been in. Sure. These are Bat- He was the, the, the focus and the protagonist yeah. the entire time. A Batman game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm kind of. Focus on those that were on console and PC. Uh, so if there was some handheld, I might mention it. Or if it was some kind of TV, because I, I found a lot, you know. And oh, I bet some there were just like I'm not, I'm not gonna bring that up. That's right. A mobile game nah. that was a cash grab or something. Yeah, and no educational titles. There were a handful here and there or one-offs. No one's gonna remember Lego Batman. I am gonna talk about Lego Batman. There you go. Okay. That's a. I, I know that's a. Te- that's a point in the in the in the fandom. It is a. It is game a Batman and game. movie. Yeah, it is. Canon. <laughs> it is that Batman game, Lego yeah. or not. It's a Batman game. So, Lace, if I were to ask you, uh, what year, or yeah, what what year the first Batman game came out? What what would you guess? Ooh. Gosh, I'd want to say like 70s, maybe 80s. Video game? I feel like at an arcade, there would have been some sort of punchy thing with Batman in it. Are we talking legit story? No, no, no. Just a Batman game. The first game that said Batman. That was a Batman game based on the character, not like a jokey. (laughs) I mean, it could have been in a, uh, no, maybe Nintendo might have been the first one. So maybe 80s, early 80s. Give me a specific year. Just throw uh, it 82. 82. Well, you're wrong. Just throw out a year. <laughs> okay. The very first video game bearing his name released in 1986 for the, get ready for this, the Amistrad 
the MSX, and the ZX Spectrum. So none of the staples, I would have thought. No, all no. of these are personal home computers. Jed, I bet, had all of them. Maybe. <laughs> now, all of these are personal home computers that we're all familiar with, right? And, mm -hmm. and if you don't know them, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know them at all, it's because they're all UK-based. Uh, oh, as was the aforementioned game. Uh, this was developed by Ocean Software, and this game was a 3D isometric action-adventure game that had the player controlling Batman collecting the parts of the Batcraft that were scattered around the Batcave in an attempt to save Robin. Okay. Now, I don't understand how that concept adds up in regards to a story, but whatever. Uh, it's, it's a game for a home computer and was like the green and the black colors and mm -hmm. it received pretty good reviews at the time with a score in the 90 percent range so good good yeah. good start for batman sure yeah uh an unrelated follow-up game released two years later called batman the cape crusader which was developed by special effects software and published by ocean released on the previously mentioned platforms as well as the Atari ST, Apple II, and Commodore 64, this title presented the game in a style that showcased the action within comic book panels. Okay. So it was kind of a bold approach that uh, won it favorable ratings because it was like, oh, this is kind of new and different. Neat, yeah. The style was even mimicked in the Sega Genesis game Comic Zone. Do you remember that game? I do not. No, no one does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 1989, <laughs> Ocean Software released their third Batman game, this one based on the recently released Tim Burton motion picture. This okay, particular yeah. home computer version released in 8-bit and 16-bit with the Spectrum version topping sales charts and the game even winning the Crash Magazine's Game of the Year. Ooh. Ooh so Batman's starting off strong. He really <clears> did. Right out the gate. Now, you may notice that the first three versions I've mentioned have all been PC games, right? But in the 80s and 90s, there was money to be made from licensed properties that were recently released as movies, so damn it, someone was going to make games. Good or bad. Right. Okay? Yeah. We all remember the X-Men by LGN. Uh, Sunsoft jumped on board and developed the video game adaptation of Tim Burton's Batman for NES, Game Boy, and Sega Genesis. The NES version was my first introduction to Batman and video games, and I remember it being very difficult. Like, I could possibly get to the second or third level, and it was brutal. Yeah. And I was not alone, as many players and critics agree, yet still praise it for being a great platformer. Mm -hmm. Not to be outdone, Atari released an arcade version of Tim Burton's Batman, Released in okay. the 1990s in a typical beat-em-up style popular at the time. You know, we all remember the X-Men oh, and yeah. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's, that's what you did. Mm -hmm. You fed your machine quarters and see how long you yep. could beat them up. Riding high on the success of the Bat, Sunsoft released Batman Return of the Joker a year later on the NES, Game Boy, and Sega Genesis. And Super Nintendo version was developed but never released. While not related to the films at all, one can't help notice the clear marketing trap the title proposes. You know, because the Joker supposedly died, and then he was like, ah, oh, he's back, he's back in the game. This is Return of the Joker, ah. I never played... I guess they didn't realize how fiction worked yet? Yeah, or? maybe not. 
Now, I never <laughs> played this title for some reason. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't remember why it never came into my Nintendo. Maybe I never could find it. Perhaps at a rental store. Remember those? Right. We've talked. Yeah. About that. Uh, now, while some praised how amazing it looked, the gameplay seemed to be the biggest complaint. But still, not a badly reviewed game by any means. It just seemed. Like, one of the critiques was, like, they pumped everything into making it look fantastic for an 8-bit game. So much so, yeah, that the gameplay suffered because of it. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Lucky for the game developers hoping to continue milking their newfound cash cow, Mm -hmm. Batman Returns released in 1992, meaning a new round of video game tie-ins were needed. Konami took the reins this time around for the NES and Super Nintendo, while Malibu Interactive handled the Sega Genesis version. Playing it safe in the ever-popular beat-em-up style, the game was released to decent reviews, with some detractors stating that the games were not as good as Sunsoft's previous attempts. Hmm. You know, although the same could be said of Tim Burton, am I right? Huh? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, true. Eh, I'm just saying. (laughs) I know, some people like that movie, but I'm just not one of them. Anyway, 1993, Konami released Batman the Animated Series on the Game Boy, followed by The Adventures of Batman and Robin on, or in 1994 on the Super Nintendo, Sega, Genesis, Sega CD, and the Game Gear. Both games were designed around the popular animated series that had been released around this time or a little, mm-hmm, somewhere in the middle, I don't know. I don't remember dates. Mm-hmm. Each version was designed differently to match the strengths of the system. So the Sega Genesis version was a two-player, 2D beat-em-up shooter in the vein of Contra. The Super Nintendo version, which I played quite a bit, was a single-player action-adventure title that included some elements of detective work and a bevy of gadgets. And it really mm-hmm. felt like you were playing an episode of the show, which was kind of neat. Each level was based on an episode of the series, which I also thought was very cool. So if you were mm-hmm. familiar with the show, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm getting to play that episode. Yeah. Uh, the Sega CD version took full advantage of its capabilities and utilized voice acting and fully animated cutscenes. However, reviewers were not very impressed with the Genesis version getting the most hate and the Super Nintendo version getting kind of the least of that. Most cited repetitive gameplay or sluggish controls and... The sluggish controls I could probably attest to on the Super Nintendo. There were times oh, yeah. you were just like, I wish you'd move just a little bit better. But do you remember yeah. do you remember that when they used to make two different games, two different versions of a game on Super Nintendo and Sega? Yeah, kind of. Aladdin was one of those that I remember the most. I, yeah, I remember that one. I want to say even like Lion King was a little different. Maybe, yeah, possibly. I don't yeah, remember. I'm not sure <laughs> if they were just trying to cater to... Well, I mean, the button layouts and at the time were a little bit different, too. Sega was starting to do, like, the six buttons. Yeah. And, and I think certain uh, different companies were develop- developing them, too, so that might have something to do with it as well. Sure, yeah. Uh, no Rest for the Dark Knight 1995 saw the release of Batman Forever, as well as a video game tie-in, this time developed by Warner Brothers Interactive and Acclaim Entertainment. Now, if you recall, around this period of time... There was a little game called Mortal Kombat, and it was finding an audience, okay? Mm, yeah. That game utilized digitized sprites of real actors and was mm-hmm. considered groundbreaking in video games. Like, oh my god, look how amazing these characters look. 
Right. Naturally, other games wanted to follow suit because this is how companies and executives work. They want to rip off what's working so they can make money. Well, too. hopefully, if they're actually improving it. Mm. But yes. And yes. just like um, Warner Brothers has done in the past, ripping off Marvel, back then in the 90s, <clears throat> they attempted to utilize the Mortal Kombat 2 engine and created Batman Forever around this engine, which is how we got stuck with yet another beat-em-up game in Batman Forever on the SNES and Sega Genesis, among other really? platforms. The critics were not kind. They tore this game to shreds, saying it looked good, technically impressive in terms of graphics, but yeah. it's a garbage game. You can make it look great all day, but if it doesn't True. play like a if game... you got nothing to do. Yeah. It just it played terribly, so... Eh. Uh, yeah. Acclaim attempted to rectify this failure with Batman Forever, the arcade game, which they released in 1996 and saw ports on the PlayStation and Sega Saturn. But it didn't fare much better. Whether they wanted to or not, Acclaim developed the movie tie-in to Batman and Robin as well for the PlayStation in 1998. The game, mm -hmm. since, you know, the beat-em-up style was just not working anymore, you know, it's yeah. like, okay... Uh, this game was designed kind of in a sandbox style, allowing players to kind of sort of explore Gotham. It wasn't like this sprawling metropolis, but, you know, the kind of game where you could walk around and you could kind of do stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, this is kind of, I'm doing something. Sort sure, of. yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, the game, much like the film, got destroyed by critics. It was, it was atrocious. So, you know, and you'd think, usually a few bad titles would halt a character from ever appearing in a video game for a long time. You know, just look at Superman. Sure. When's the last time he ever had a game of his own? Just saying. Uh, they did have a VR-ish one, I guess. Uh, do they? Isn't that... Wasn't? Nope, nope, nope. I'm an idiot. That was Iron Man. But Disregard. You just... But you blew my mind. Wouldn't that be amazing? That a Superman I, it VR? It would make sense. You get to fly around Metroid? Right. Oh, my God. Because the Iron Man one was quite fun it was or all i played was the demo to be fair but i didn't play the whole game still, but it was fun still was yeah fun. yeah get to fly around come on people do that right? they're probably everyone's too scared now anyway uh that didn't stop kimco and ubisoft from developing the movie tie-in game batman beyond return of the joker for the n64 playstation and the game boy color Developers did not attempt to expand on what Acclaim had done previously with a sandbox title, but instead reverted back to the tired beat-em-up style. The game did nothing too impressive and was lambasted because of it. It was just meh. You know, yeah. that's how people felt about it. It's just whatever the hell this is. And I heard it was very short, too. Like two hours, oh. you could just beat it and be done with it. Oh, wow. Yeah, not worth it. Mm -hmm. In 2001... Ubisoft released Batman Chaos in Gotham for the Game Boy Color and Gotham City Racer for PlayStation. Neither were terrible, but they didn't shake things up either. In October of the same year, and I'd forgotten about this one uh, until I started doing this research, Ubisoft released Batman Vengeance for the PlayStation 2, Xbox, and the GameCube, which was a nice change of pace, although not quite the win we were kind of all hoping for. The game was a 3D action-adventure title that used an all-new story, which was kind of nice, set in the Batman animated universe, and featured voice actors from that show as well. 
So we got to hear Kevin Conroy being Batman again. Mark Hamill as the Joker. Right. That was the biggest highlight for most, including myself. But the game struggled in areas, leaving it feeling like it could have been better, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was still kind of a good Batman title that we hadn't quite had in a long time. So it was nice having this, you know, yeah. Batman, and we get to hear the voices. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, I know that voice, but still it had its its issues. <clears throat> sure. Less than two years later, Kimco released Batman Dark Tomorrow on GameCube and Xbox and was a 3D linear, stealth-based action game widely considered one of the worst video games ever made. It sucked so bad that the PlayStation 2 version got canceled because of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily, in October of the same year, Ubisoft released the moderately better Batman Rise of Sinzu on Xbox, PlayStation 2, and GameCube. And this was a sequel to Batman Vengeance and introduced a new character to the Batman mythos. However, the game's average reviews didn't help propel the character to superstardom, uh, and no one remembers uh, Sinzu, so uh, that's that's unfortunate. That's sad. Because yeah. he was voiced by uh, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa, the guy that played Shang Tsung. You know? Aw. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Damn. a shame. Maybe, maybe someone yeah. will give him a, another revival at some point. They could use him in one of the animated movies they keep making. Sure. Now, <clears throat> in 2005... A new Batman arrived in cinemas, as did the very last, to date, Batman movie tie-in game, Batman Begins. The game was developed by Eurocom, I feel like I remember them, and released by EA Games (laughs) on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. And believe it or not, we're going to see some real EA stuff happen here shortly. Uh, The game featured vocal performances by most of the film's cast, with the notable exception being Gary Oldman. The the game itself was a stealth action-adventure game, with a few additional racing sections where you actually get to drive the tumbler, which I kind of remember vaguely, but I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool, get to play the the tumbler. Uh, The game... Fared better critically than most previous outings, but eh, kind of at an average of 6 out of 10. So not great, not bad. I personally remember enjoying the game because, you know, don't have very many good Batman games. It was like, oh, this is a pretty decent Batman game. So And I get Christian Bale, too, you know, being Batman. So that's kind of neat. And they actually had a few alternate comic accurate bat suits. So you had like the... The Batman Begins suit, and then you had, like, the blue and gray, and the black and gray, okay. and then... I feel like there was another one, but I can't remember. Anyway, he looked ridiculous in blue and gray, but the the black and gray kind of worked for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but still, it was just... It was fun kind of seeing him in a comic-accurate suit. Sure. Now, a sequel was apparently in development to tie in with the release of The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. New developer Pandemic Studios chose to retool Eurocom's linear-style approach and make the game open world. They thought, wouldn't that be neat? You know, we actually yeah. get to explore Gotham, you know. But, and keep in mind about the time frame this was, mm-hmm. development was stalled when it seemed that they had kind of gotten ahead of the technology at the time. And they kind of had to figure out how to make the game's assets compatible so we weren't quite sure how they were going to do this. 
Because yeah. of this, EA gonna be EA, <laughs> being the impatient company that they are. Just push one out. No, they yeah. chose to cancel the game altogether. Oh. Yep. They were just okay. like, nope, you can't have it out in time, so we're gonna put okay. you on your game. Yeah, and that does that does track. Mm-hmm. And not only did it cost them a, a reported hundred million dollars, but it lost them the license to Batman. Aww. You know. And then they get Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Which you know that should have been a little telltale sign right here for them, mm-hmm. but no. So the license reverted back to WB Interactive, and in what would be considered at the time <coughs> the longest stretch. Of time between games, 2008 saw the release of Lego Batman, which unfortunately was not based on the Will Arnett film version, but only because it would be another six years before that movie released. So, you know, you can't blame him. Ahead of its time. Yeah. Now, the game's reviews were actually favorable, like most Lego games. You know, you played one, you played Mm -hmm. them all, until the new Star Wars Lego game comes out. I'm excited about that because they're changing stuff. I'm just excited. It's a Star Wars now. It's all the Star Wars. You get to be everybody. (laughs) You get to do everything. And as a bonus, uh, the game featured Danny Elfman's score from the Tim Burton Batman movie, and you can't beat that. You know, you get to walk around, run around, and you get to hear that iconic score. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of the things I love most about the Lego titles is just getting to hear those themes because they just throw them in for whatever Sure. Now, one year later, saw the release of one of the best Batman games ever made, Batman Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Developed by Rocksteady Studios with a story by Batman, the animated series co-creator Paul Dini, and featuring almost every cast member from that show, Arkham Asylum released on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC, and redefined what a Batman game should be and even introduced gamers to a very distinct combat style that one has been replicated, and one might even say improved upon by numerous games since. Yeah. The game was nominated for numerous awards, made numerous top 10 lists for 2009, and even held the Guinness World Record for the most critically acclaimed superhero game ever. But it's a title that it didn't hold on to for very long. For good reason. <laughs> 2010 saw the release of the side-scroller beat-em-up Batman the Brave and the Bold, the video game, based on the animated series of the same Sounds name. Sounds like a soap opera. Yeah, it does. Uh, the, <laughs> the game released on the Wii and the DS, and it kind of felt like Warner Brother Interactive's giving Nintendo players kind of a tiny, tiny little olive branch, saying, we know Joe System can't handle the, the Arkham Asylum, so here's your Batman game. It's, it's based yeah. on that, that TV show. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it just... They, they knew. They knew it wouldn't be able to handle it because Nintendo was always behind for whatever. And it wouldn't be able to handle their follow-up game either. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, Rocksteady released Batman Arkham City in 2011. PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC, with Nintendo players finally getting a release a year later on the Wii U system uh, that could handle it. And that's when I got to play it for the first time, because I was always jealous, because, why is everybody else going to play these Batman games? You know, don't. Yeah, I wonder why Nintendo's always... Anyway. Because innovation over uh, money or whatever. I don't know. I don't really? remember okay. how that works for them. 
anyway, uh, technically being one of the first open world Batman game, you know, it is te- right. technically is, I guess. It did the impossible and surpassed the original game becoming the one of the biggest and most critically acclaimed games ever made, taking away that Guinness World Record from its predecessor. Oh, wow. New- so it beat itself. Right. The competition you like. Yeah, exactly. Hey. With numerous awards, massive sales, it was time to milk that cow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, in 2012, we saw the release of Lego Batman 2, which kind of became more of a DC superheroes game, if you want to be honest, you know, because, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's fine. They said yeah. Lego Batman, but then you had Superman, you had Wonder Woman, and whatnot. And look, for me, there's nothing better than flying around Gotham as Superman while you're hearing John Williams' iconic score right behind you. I mean, you can't beat that. Sure. You know, I love that. Same goes for Wonder Woman. You're sitting there flying, Wonder Woman, yeah! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm in this. Like, I don't want to land. I want to sit there and fly around in circles right. for a while. You hop over to 2013 and we see uh, Warner Brother Interactive milking that cow, like I mentioned, releasing Batman Arkham Origins for PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Wii U, and PC, plus Arkham Origins Blackgate for the Vita and the DS. These games were not developed by Rocksteady and do not feature the same cast. While they are not considered terrible titles, they are not universally praised like their predecessors. It's kind of like, yeah, you're kind of doing the same thing, but eh. You tried. <coughs> Which, I mean, if you don't use the same team, what do you expect? Right. You're just it's trying to get a different style. Yeah, you're going to emulate everything they're doing. They did add a, a nice new addition in that game, which is the detective mode, which I did like. Mm-hmm. It was a new thing that they, they mixed in and did incorporate in the next game, which we'll get to. Uh, 2014 saw the release of Lego Batman 3, which I finally platinumed weeks ago. Uh, mm. Hey, GG. Yeah, game got decent Ten reviews. Years later. But, like myself, there was just so much. There was like an exorbitant amount of areas to explore that left you overwhelming and made me put it down. Because at some point I was like, I don't know if I can do all this. Because you're making me bounce to this planet and this planet and this planet and this planet. And this doesn't even feel like a Batman game anymore. And then you got all this over here and I got to go over here. And it's just like, uh, I don't know where anything's at. Uh Uh-huh. You know, so uh, that's why I didn't platinum it until recently. It was just like one of those things. Like, I feel feel like I missed out. Because I can always platinum a Lego game. And this is the one that got away? No, no, no. We're going to yeah. fix that. We got to fix this. Yeah. yeah. Open world feels right for, for a Lego game, you know? And it just, I don't know. Like the the last one they did, I think it was like DC Super Villains, which is the last one I played. That one felt yeah. right because everything felt like it was laid out a certain way. And you knew where you were going to find every little area. But you, mm-hmm. like if I was Superman, I could hop up and I could fly to the next area. So... That felt right. The, yeah. the right way to do open world in a Lego game. Not bouncing from planet to planet. That's not Batman. <laughs> no! Anyway. No offense. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Rocksteady came back uh, around in 2014 with Batman Arkham Knight for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The game was even more massive and Gotham more alive and vibrant and 
even allowed you to traverse in the Batmobile, which I thought was a lot of fun, even though I've heard a lot of people bitch about that for some reason, which I didn't quite understand. Uh, The game got moderately high scores across the board, but it had a few detractors that dropped it from being equal to or better than its predecessors. The Windows version of the game was actually targeted due to technical issues that saw the game's sales suspended, and another criticism was aimed at the title character's identity, feeling that the retelling of a familiar story was disappointing. And I can kind of attest to that a little bit, Mm -hmm. because I was like, "Eh, I know who that is. I mean, it kind of makes sense. And why are we telling the story again? Why are you? Why, right. why did you change all this just to tell the same story? I don't, I don't understand it. That's it, the tale of Batman <clears throat> over the years, though. All of that said, I enjoyed the game thoroughly, uh, despite anyone else's gripes about it. I liked it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. WB Interactive has released the Arkham titles remastered on multiple platforms to moderate success, including Milk Deck Cat. Uh-huh. And they even went so far as to create an Arkham VR game for the Vive, the Rift, and the PSVR, which was kind of fun, I guess. Yeah, I did play through that. Two thousand bad. Yeah, 2016 and 2018 saw the release of the two seasons of Telltale's Batman series, showcasing a new approach to the character, which is kind of like an early mm-hmm. Batman, but we're going to tell a story, but it's kind of tweaked from what we already know, but... You know, it was fun. Yeah, it was a cute story. Nice. It was more telltale, I, you know. I don't feel like I played the second season for some reason. I, maybe it was Oh, I know I didn't. Maybe that was because of their brouhaha. I think I forgot. Or probably. forgot maybe. <laughs> I actually recently I actually played it on the PlayStation cuz it was um I want to say it was a PS Plus game at some point. Was it? No way. Or the hubs bought it, and I just assumed that's where it came from. I don't know. I remember actually playing it on the PlayStation, though. Mm. So it had to be something with him because he really loves Batman. Well, I actually gotten the uh, last season of The Walking Dead, finally. I have yet to play it, but yeah. there was a sale, and I was like, seven bucks here, just because I've been wanting to I feel to like they it. keep going on sale, and I never pull the trigger. Yeah. So I think I need to realize that maybe I'm just over it, and it's fine. And yeah, you might be. I just... For- I've just... Maybe I'm just ready to move on from that story, and yeah. I can't make myself want to get back into it. So why force it? And yeah, trust me, there was a time that I wanted to kind of be within that, but... Oh, yeah. This is... Like, I want to finish it because I was there, and I was like, I want to see how our story ends, but at the same time, sure. I am kind of yeah, like... I think I've lost interest in it. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, I'll get to it eventually. It's there. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it, but yeah, yeah. I don't know when. Where's that? Oh, yeah. They, those games saw decent reviews. That's fine. You know, it's Telltale Games, like we said. Right. Now, for the last four years, Batman has not had a solo title of his own. He has been in other movies, like the Lego Movie 2 video game, and Injustice, mm-hmm. and the soon... He's made cameos. Right. He'll be in the soon-to-be-released WB Fighter Multiverses, which... Did you... Oh, yeah. Did you see Larry David as a fighter in that game? I shit you not. How did I miss that? I don't know. Maybe I didn't watch it after all. I was just reading about it, but go ahead. Yeah, Larry like, David is... Just imagine that Larry David fighting Batman. Come on, Batman! What are you? What are you doing? Uh, but see, no. now it's so bad because I see Larry David, then I go Bernie, and then I instantly do all of that in my head again. And now it's a really warped version in my head of mm. what it is. That's true. 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 I'm once again asking you to play Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so we know he'll be in multiverses. 
Uh, me personally, I feel like he'll no doubt be in the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. Sure, that makes and sense. And he'll obviously have to be in some form or fashion in Gotham Knights. Whether or not he's a playable character, he will be in the game. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad we're not getting a tie-in movie for the Batman. I'm kind of glad we're not doing that anymore, you know? That we know of. Well, we don't know what they're developing. But I mean, it would be out by now. That was that's always been the thing with tie-in movies. That's we, true. We gotta you kind of do want to time it. Yeah, we've got to have. That's why all these games suck nine times out of ten is because they're rushed out, and they're based completely on the same script. So it's like you're playing the movie. Yeah, and you're just like, what is what is this? Like, it's almost scene for scene the movie. You're just getting to play it now. Spider-Man Two was the biggest exception to that rule I've ever seen. Like one of mm-hmm. the biggest exceptions because they went above and beyond especially compared to the first game and created this open world metropolis of New York for you to swing around and it was like, I've never played anything like this. This is insane. Right, yeah. No, so I it was just like, was huge. Yeah, huge. So I'm glad we're not getting these tie-in games anymore because then sure. you saw the trend. They all were yeah. terrible. Right. Uh, and I kind of like them when they're original or based on comics yeah. or something like that. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I know what you're doing here. That's, that's fine. But the question I pose now is, will the character ever see the heights of Arkham City ever again? For me, it seems like a very high bar. But one thing I know is you never underestimate the Batman. The Batman. Batman. We all have to talk like this. But I can't understand you the entire movie. Oh, yeah. No, what was Christian Bale was all gravelly. I'm Batman. Oh, well, his got worse. Yes. Here's the Joker. <sighs> like, he had to be hurting. No, now I hear they just modulate the voice. Uh, like, the actor just kind of talks. I know they did with Ben, right? Yeah. Just kind of modulate I didn't feel like they did with Pattinson. I felt like he was I don't know, he but he, just... did, he did still kind of have the... Well, they said that More, he he tried, you know. Like I heard in in uh, interviews or trivia or something, I don't remember what it was, but he had started with like a, a very whispering voice, like I'm whispering as Batman, and like don't yeah. don't do that. I just want to hear them. Yeah. Maybe I've just gotten to that age now where I'm like, I just want to hear the dialogue, and I can't understand it when you're so heavily trying to use just a non-natural accent, mm-hmm. like. I just stop whispering for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Just say your damn line so I can hear what's going on. Because I don't get subtitles or captions in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So I have to just. What was that? Yeah. And then oh. now he can't enjoy the movie because I'm like, I didn't hear it. And then now everyone's upset. Mm. <laughs> Anywho, that's our show. Yeah. Happy Batman week for those who went to see it. And uh, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Go ahead, send us an email to supermakercrash at gmail.com. 200th Don't episode forget. coming up. 200. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You wanna, uh, you not wanna, next week, the week after. Yep. Yeah. If you want to join in on that, couple weeks. you can send emails, Twitters, whatever. I'd rather you do it privately, not publicly, so, you know, I can surprise we can, everybody. We can b- do the big reveal. Yeah. Right. But yeah. if you don't, if no one sends anything in, which no one has, then to hell with it. I'll just send stuff in, you know, anonymously. Okay. And- we can have fun that way. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and also, don't forget, you can go over to Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into, especially this one. 
especially go like this mm-hmm. one when it gets put up on Instagram. Um, and you can also support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Uh, you can even go to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. And you can like it, leave reviews on your preferred platform that you're listening to this right now. Right now. All those ways to support. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.